What's up, everyone? This is Brian Ward, host of the Data Podcast, the podcast show for dads, about dads, being dads. I'm super excited that you're here and for the guests that I have on the show today. But before we get to the interview, if you have not yet subscribed to my show, please make sure you smash that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Also, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. The link is in the show notes. Now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to another episode of Dad Up, everyone. Thank you guys very much for joining me. I'm super excited about the guest I have on this week. Um, he's got an interesting story. I'm really excited to dive into it, uh, but he and I have gotten a chance to kind of get to know each other over the last few weeks, and uh, he's been kind enough to send me a copy of his book. Uh, but his book is very unique. Um, I actually liked it. I dove into it. Um, I'm not quite done with it yet, but I'm almost there, and uh, it's got some great stories in it, and I'm really excited for him to share. So I want to welcome my good friend Jeff Siegel to Dad Up. Welcome to the show, brother. Thanks, Brian. It's great to be with you today. Awesome. Um, for my listeners who you know, may not know who you are. Give me a backstory. I want to know a little bit more about Jeff, kind of how you're brought up, all that kind of stuff. And then obviously this is a dad podcast. So I want to hear about your parenting, your parenting style as well. Absolutely. Well, I've spent most of my life, Brian, in the Midwest in Chicago after living the first couple of decades in what I sometimes refer to as a foreign country, that being New York. Uh, came out to Chicago and have spent 40 plus years in the business of marketing and communications as a creative director and executive producer. Last 22 years, had my own agency, winding that down now as I move into uh, the next phase, the next chapter of my life. But I, I often say that my greatest accomplishment has been that of being a dad and having the privilege to raise an amazing young man who is now, as of last month, 29 years old, which boggles my mind at times. Uh, <laughs> Many years ago, we're going back, Brian, to the year 2000, uh, my marriage had ended uh, in the early part of 2000, and I was on my way to figuring out how to be a single dad uh, to a seven-year-old uh, son. And uh, from the get-go, Spence, my son, uh, was a huge sports nut. Uh, he took to it immediately when he was four and a half years old. If I wasn't in the room when he was up in the morning uh, watching ESPN Sports Center while other kids would be watching cartoons, he'd be screaming into the other room, reading me the late night baseball or basketball scores from the West Coast. So it was clear from the onset that this was something that he had an immediate interest in. And it was later that year in 2000 that would ultimately prove to become the foundation for what I call relationships came about. Uh, we were watching a Chicago Bulls basketball game, our home team, and uh, they put up a graphic for the Bulls' next few games, which were on the road. And they were going to San Antonio and Houston and Dallas. And Spence looked at me. He was seven years old at the time. And he said, Dad, uh, all of those cities are in Texas. I said, you're absolutely right. I guess they were doing a good job, Brian, with the geography lessons in school. And I said, actually, Spence, when a team goes to play those three teams in the NBA, it's called the Texas Swing. And he looked up at me and his eyes widened and he said, Dad, maybe someday we can do our own Texas swing. And boom, uh, the idea clicked. It was a couple of months away from winter break. And I set out, Brian, to begin planning the first of what would become dozens of trips that Spence and I would spend together over the course of tens of thousands of miles on the road over the next 11 years plus. Uh, and we did our Texas swing. And that's kind of where the, the genesis, the origin of uh, 
what was at the time just a simple road trip uh, was born. Mm. Awesome. And um, okay, so you've got this this new um, activity uh, that you're going to be doing with your boy. Um, but I want to back up a little bit. Um, sure. He found this love in sports. Um, was he was he looking to play sports or just actually liked the part of you know the broadcasting side of it? At the time, you know, when he was four and a half, five years old, I think it was a, just an innate fascination with what he saw playing out on the TV screen. And I'm not suggesting that he didn't watch his fair share of cartoons at that age. But at that point, Brian, he had this crazy affinity for, you name it, baseball, football, basketball. I grew up a big sports fan, so it wasn't like uh, I had to have my arm twisted to watch ball games with him. But at the same time, I can look back and be fairly objective about the fact that I didn't force this on him. He would just come into the room and ask me if we could put a baseball game on. Uh, so the interest was there from the get-go. And one of the many things I learned over the course of the travels that Spence and I did, Brian, and my parenting technique as it evolved is that being in touch with our kids' interests from a very early age and taking note of what lights a fire beneath them, makes their little socks roll up and down, um, is key to figuring out how to chart a path as a dad, as a parent going forward that really enables our kids to explore and grow whatever truly catches their interest, their imagination, what they develop a love for early on. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I think, um, you know, for your son, he's 29. I, and I think back to my, you know, with my boys, I have two boys and they're 23 and 20. So you're, you've got a little bit more uh, time on, on, and fatherhood than I do. But uh, um, the fact that these moments that we have with our kids are so precious. And right now, I, I mean, I know you talk about it in your book, but right now uh, with technology and things like that, it kind of takes us away from those special times, those special moments. And one of the things that I talk about with my parents that I, that I talk with is that, you know, a lot of these times we have to take advantage of them where we can. And some of those times involve being in the car. You can't be on your phone when you're in the car, your, your child might be, but those are, those are really key times to really bond and spend, spend moments with them. And I think more importantly than going to all these different games for you and your son, um, the games are cool and it's good bonding time, but you guys are involved in the game. You're watching the game. You may be talking, all that kind of stuff, but the real special moments are those times commuting back and forth, you know, on the way to the game, the excitement about going to the game and then on the way home, talking about the game and just that, that connection that you guys have. I mean, those are, those are, those are cool times. And I tell parents, Hey, the car is the best place to, to find those times with your kids. You nailed it up. One of the things I've often said is that uncomfortable silences tend to break up right around the 100-mile marker. Uh, so, yes, the car is a wonderful setting in which to, here's, here's the word of the day, communicate and have genuine, um, honest, open communication, regardless of your son or daughter's age. And what I learned over time, Brian, and I could keep you on this podcast for hours sharing specific stories, is that the trip itself, the actual road trip, or as I came to call it, the relationship, it's the icing on the cake, but it is absolutely just part of the process. The relationship over years came to 
mean for Spence and me the much bigger journey. And that journey, Brian, started weeks, often months before we ever put the key into the ignition. And it would last weeks, months, and now with the benefit of hindsight, years and years after we would roll back into the driveway. And there ultimately became elements, parts of planning a relationship before we, again, ever hit the road. And then when we come back, the things we would do to memorialize it and live it over and over again, these memory dividends, as I call them, that have lasted now. I could give you examples from this very week. My son, as I mentioned to you, is now a play-by-play broadcaster for the second most prestigious soccer league on the planet, La Liga. He moved to Spain six months ago. Uh, To your point, technology has given us the very cost-effective opportunity to remain very much in touch. But I am absolutely convinced, Brian, that it was the foundation that we jointly laid together during those formative years that paved the way for what we have now. I'm 62, he's 29, and I don't think I'm going out on too long of a limb to say that our relationship is every bit as solid and as cool and as nurturing as it was when he was seven years old and we started planning the Texas swing, which was the the first relationship relationship slash road trip. Yeah. What, what do you think was the most challenging part of, of that experience? I mean, I'm thinking about all the different times, all the different road trips, all the different games. Um, and maybe even, it may even come down to when he was really little and you, and you were going through a divorce. What do you think has been the most challenging part of that whole experience? Good question. Um, I think his, I'm going to answer it in a way that you might not expect his ongoing enthusiasm and unbridled thirst to do this some part of the process, week to week, month to month. We would average over the course of the years that we, before he went off to college, and by the way, as a quick aside, it was on the third road trip. We were down in Florida, and that one was called the SSSS, which was the Seagull Sports spring spectacular because every trip had a name and a theme and i can share with you if you want in a moment how the process included coming up with names and logos and very very inexpensive ways to really create an identity for these trips Um, so back then on the third trip they were still just road trips Um, and he looked at me while we were sitting on a spring training game i think the tickets were about four bucks a piece in florida and he said dad i got an idea Okay. He said, how about, remember, he's seven and a half years old now. How about between now and when I go to college, we go to every major league ballpark and every National Basketball Association arena in the country, all 60 of them, dad. And I looked at him and said, well, that sounds like a fun idea. And so to loop back to your question, Brian, over the course of time, he was so dead set for so many reasons on doing this and accomplishing this goal, which is a whole nother part of the sort of relationships mantra, setting goals and allowing our kids to fulfill them, that this became borderline obsessive. That had to be managed over time in terms of when's the next trip? When do we start planning? When do we start developing the next name? When can I start working on the next logo? When can we start researching the different places we're gonna go in that city? or cities. So that was, you know, and that's first world problems, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think about the, uh, just the logistics of trying to put that all together for us as parents. I mean, 
parents may not be able to afford doing that, right, Jeff? I mean, that, that's costly. Um, so it can be expensive, uh, but it doesn't have to be that, you know, right? I get asked that all the time, Brian, and when, I've, when I speak to parents groups. And the, the short answer is no, it doesn't have to be um, ridiculously expensive. And in fact, many of the uh, facets, the aspects, the planning stages of a relationship cost nothing but one very, very important commodity, time, time. The amount of weeks and sometimes months that Spence and I would spend coming up with a name for the next relationship and then sketching multiple drafts of what the logo was going to be before we'd ultimately spend about 15 bucks a piece for a couple of t-shirts on which we'd put the logo and the name that would become, you know, our, 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 relation trip garb, if you will, our uniform, and then creating homemade luggage tags and notepads. So a lot of the uh, planning stage, as well as the post-trip documentation with the scrapbooks we would make, and ultimately the videos that we would create, they don't involve a whole lot of expense. In fact, Brian, when we'd go on the road, we weren't staying at five-star hotels. I mean, we'd find places in cities, I don't need to name brand names, but that were very cost effective. So, you know, in terms of comparing a relationship to a cruise or a Disney World trip, very, very different cost levels or points of entry in that regard. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, obviously we can, we can find ways to budget and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, when I'm talking to, or, or, you know, I got parents that are watching this or listening to this, it's like, uh, okay, Brian, Jeff, I mean, that sounds great. And I'd love to do it with my kid. I just can't afford that. That's not what we're, that's not what they're saying. That's not what Jeff's saying. Jeff's saying, you don't have to make it like this. And if you do do something like this, it doesn't necessarily have to be every single stadium. You don't have to do that either. But little things, little moments that we can capture with our kids, um, these special times where there's just a road trip where you're just driving somewhere and staying overnight somewhere and going to do something fun for one day and coming back. I mean, those special times are what is count, what counts. So that commodity is time. You're right. Um, Go ahead. Absolutely. I was going to say, this is key, Brian. For Spence and me, the sports geeks that we were and are to this day, it was ball games. Over the years, the parents that I've met and who have ultimately shared with me the relationships that they've crafted, literally, there are no limits um, in terms of what the theme, the focus is. Um, it can be amusement parks. It can be hot dog stands. I've got notes here from some of the names that people have sent me over the years for relation trips that they've crafted with their kids. Um, one of them called their trip book club and they visited locations that mirrored uh, those that were featured in their favorite family book. Another one did the Miller family ghost hunt where they sought out over a uh, expanse of states, different ghost tours and haunted houses. One of them decided to do junkyards and see what they could find hitting six or eight or 10 different junkyards on their relation trip. Food specialties, the greatest hot dog stands or taco bars in the Midwest, music fairs, county fa music festivals, county fairs. So again, it's not critical that it be any specific um, event like a ball game or a um, amusement, a theme park or what have you. It's finding out what your kid's interested in and working with them to build that out so that it becomes an event unto itself. Mm, exactly. And it's interesting when, when, um, when we started co contacting each other and reaching out to each other about um, doing this interview, 
um, when I got a, got a hold of what you were, what you had done here with the relationships and started kind of looking into it a little more, it kind of brought me back because with my younger son in particular, he's very much like your son where he's very in tune with sports. I mean, he watches ESPN religiously. I mean, it's just insane. The amount of knowledge that he has with basketball and baseball and, and football for that matter too, but particularly basketball and baseball. He's been a huge baseball buff his whole life. Um, he, his favorite team is the Boston Red Sox. Um, and he's, he is no, it's just crazy the amount of knowledge that he has. But one of the things that I started doing with him because the Boston Red Sox were his favorite teams, I started, he and I would go to a Red Sox game every single year. So it didn't matter where it was, um, but every year we'd go to one and typically it's local um, when they're in town. Uh, but every single year we've done that. Um, and it's been awesome. It's been a great experience. And then, and then when the Red Sox made the World Series and were playing the Dodgers a few years ago and they were going to be in town, I was like, oh man, that's going to be expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the thing, but at the, time it was like okay i know it's going to be expensive but this may be a moment that we'll never have again we may not ever have this opportunity to do this i've never been to a world series games he's never been to a world series game and the fact that his team is playing in it just that that's the icing on the cake so yes was it expensive yes but at the end of the day I choose those memories and those moments over the cost all day long. Uh, and it's something that we'll always have together. Um, so yeah. again, parents, it doesn't have to be, you know, going to a game. It can be any of those little things, like some of those examples that he named. I mean, some, sometimes it could be just, Hey, we're going to go on, you know, I talk a lot about date nights, you know, you take your spouse out on a date, but you know what, do that with your kids too. And it, go out to eat where you guys are just sitting down and talking with each other. I mean, those times are, are really, really important. Um, I do love the fact, here's the book, by the way, Relationships. I love the name. And I love the fact that in this book, um, you have um, activities, you have like goals and things like that, where people can actually write in the book what they're going to do, the things that they want to do, or the plan. Um, and it's, it, so it's an activity-based book as well. And I love that. Um, is that something that you, is this book something that you and your son wanted to put to put together, uh, for, for people to read, or is this something that you just wanted to come up with and do? Cause I know you, I mean, let me just back up here. I mean, you're talking a lot about all the different things that you did capturing the moment journaling. Uh, and then, you know, when you had the opportunity, obviously taking pictures and, and videoing, uh, but then you're talking about scrapbooking. I mean, you went through a lot of time and effort to really capture not just the memories, but put them down. So you had them forever. And, and obviously they're referenced in your book. So. Yeah. The, the, the most important thing going on here, Brian, and you just hit on it is the investment that we make in our kids and the dividends, the return that it pays. Um, it, it became pretty clear early on that these trips, these experiences we're having a serious impact on Spence in terms of building his confidence, his self-esteem. I remember real quick, one time we were at a NBA game in, I think it was Orlando, and the person sitting next to us asked him what this name meant on his t-shirt. It was the theme, for the name for that trip. Brian, his eyes lit up. He was maybe 10 or 11 at the time. 
And he launched into a discourse for these people that I kid you not went on for like five minutes, taking them through the genesis, the iteration, the entire development, the creative development of that particular name, where it came from, what other options we had thought of. He lit up. And I could give you dozens of examples of instances in which stuff related to these trips really made an impression upon him in so many ways. And when I started writing the book, I met with a number of child psychologists in the Chicagoland area because I wanted to see if some of the stuff that we had stumbled onto really was based in any sort of like clinical um, grounding. And sure enough, it was. And they gave me all these technical uh, names and explanations that I kept out of the book. But the bottom line is a lot of the stuff that Spence and I had just, again, stumbled onto were things that yield the kind of healthy cognitive development that leads to happier and healthy kids as they grow up. So getting back to the book, that just sort of grew out of the fact that we were having so much fun with this. And many of our friends, my clients, my colleagues would start asking us about what's the name of the next trip? Where are you guys going? Can you help me do a trip like this with my kids? And tell me, how do I get started? So the idea came about to write the book, and it was indeed a joint effort that Spence and I, at that point, he was in his, he was uh, 14, 15 years old, uh, maybe a little bit older. So he helped me with that as well, and it became another project. This snowballs, Brian, the number of opportunities. I get texts now from my son over in Spain when he's trying to come up with a tagline for a soccer match based on who's playing and the importance of that particular match and we'll text or FaceTime back and forth, just batting ideas around. You can't tell me that that isn't an outgrowth of the foundation that was laid 10, 15 plus years ago. Oh, it absolutely is. I mean, for sure. 100%. Um, I think that when we're, when we're having these special moments with our kids, it's you're strengthening the bond with them. And I know we talked about it earlier in, in this interview, but continuing to strengthen those bonds because there are going to be moments when our kids get to an age where, you know what, mom and dad are not going to be the priority on their list. They're going to have other things they want to do because they're trying to find out who they are as a person. Um, but if you create those bonds early, those special moments early enough on, and, and you build on that, by the time they're older and they start to realize that, hey, mom and dad do know a little bit more than I do, maybe they will be coming, they'll, they'll definitely be coming back to you. Um, and, and that bond will, will be so great that, yeah, the relationship will be just as great, just as you're talking about with your own son being 29 years old and you guys still talk probably every day, if not every, you know, close to every day. Um, so that's awesome. Um, what do you think? Give me a, give me a story. Uh, greatest, greatest memory from the, from this whole experience. Give me oh, one. Gosh. I know well, you've got a million. The gamut. I, as you can imagine, I've got dozens of them. There are the very sort of goofy, small anecdotal references, like the time we spent New Year's Eve in Portland, Oregon, and went to the supermarket. Uh, that night, there was no game. We were going to a couple of games and found some food for dinner and Spence saw that you could buy 50 deviled eggs for like eight bucks that night. <laughs> and he said, dad, let's get the 50 deviled eggs. It's going to be part of dinner. All right. And I don't even remember, Brian, how many of those deviled eggs we ate, but all these years later, 
And I'm talking close to two decades later. We don't go out to a restaurant together without looking for deviled eggs to order before we'll eat anything else. Um, so there's little stuff like that. Then there's some of the uh, instances in which uh, we met people. That's another great thing about being out on the road. We met so many people across so many diverse uh, areas of our country. We were doing a Canadian trip. We started in Montreal and we drove to Toronto. And in Montreal, we sat next to a couple um, at the ball game. This was the last year that the Montreal Expos played uh, in the major leagues. And we'll call them, I believe their name was the Christiansons. And we yacked it up with them through the course of the game. And then we drove to Toronto and we had to go buy our tickets at the Toronto Blue Jays box office. And we're coming out of the box office and who do we run into? the same couple from yeah. Montreal and they're, yeah, we came to Toronto also and you know, enjoy the game. And okay. And sure enough, and you can't make this stuff up, Brian, we had bought our tickets right there at the box office. When we got to our seats in the blue Jays stadium, who was sitting in the two seats right next to us, the Christians, there they were. <laughs> you can't make that up. And Spence and I have, and this is key. We have referenced that story so many times, Brian, as an example, as an example of how life throws you some funny curveballs, so to speak, and you just got to marvel at them and take them in and enjoy them. And those kind of stories, which come up to your point, Brian, all the time these days, and we do FaceTime or talk pretty much every day. And what that's helped me to understand now, all these years later, being 10 years or so removed from when we finished doing all 60 stadiums and arenas is that I now have a much better understanding of the long game, the relationships long game, as I call it, which is why I love talking to parents and other dads and sharing with them, hey, if you make the investment now when your kids are 6, 8, 10, 12, I'm here to tell you now with the benefit of hindsight, and a 29-year-old kid with whom I started doing this when he was seven years old, dude, I promise you, it pays off big time in so many ways. And I'm not just talking about helping them figure out what they want to be when they grow up, although that's part of it, but building the aforementioned self-esteem and confidence and the ability to navigate on their own to the kind of relationships where, uh, as, as goofy as this may sound, Brian, Spence is my number one trusted advisor. When I make life decisions now, be they relating to where I'm moving or what I'm doing next in my career-related pursuits, I go to him. And it's very much peer-to-peer. -peer. And I guarantee you that wouldn't have been the case if, again, the foundation wasn't laid early on. So I implore dads, uh, please take whatever time you have, that valuable, valuable commodity, and maybe consider doing some of the things that you and I, Brian, have been talking about today, because down the road, you're going to be very, very thankful that you did. Absolutely. 100% agree. Um, yeah. The, it, uh, going back to what we were talking about earlier, it doesn't have to be the, the stadiums. Did you guys make all stadiums, by the way? Did you get to every single one? We did. And we wrapped up um, number uh, 60 was the Washington Nationals in D.C. And we then were very, very fortunate because the book had just come out. And we did a media tour and we're on a bunch of TV shows as we made our way from number 59, which was the Florida Marlins, all the way up the East Coast. And then we were very, very fortunate. We were invited uh, by CNN to appear on their American morning show. That clip, which you may have seen, is on the homepage of the uh, website. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were featured as part of uh, the American morning show right after we finished number 60. 
Oh, that's so cool. I mean, just think, I mean, I'm thinking even another 20 years down the road and the memories that you guys have. And I'm sure that maybe, you know, when Spence is, has kids, uh, you become a grandfather that he's going to carry the tradition on. He has to, he can't, he can't not carry it on. Right. I mean, maybe well, he can... it's funny you bring that up because, um, his mom, my ex-wife, um, who adopted a wonderful young lady, a uh, couple of years after our divorce is Spence's sister. And during the pandemic, uh, he, uh, along with his sister, Olivia, who at the time is 18 years old, uh, he put together a, a brother sister relation trip, uh, where they drove out to, uh, the West. And, uh, again, during the pandemic, you can only do so much, but they went hiking across Montana and Colorado and watching him, Brian, schedule this whole trip and go through all the time honored steps that we had developed early on, but now doing it with his 18 year old sister was the coolest thing. Again, another one of these dividends that came about as a result of putting the foundation in place. So yes, you're spot on. That's awesome. Um, what do you hope that parents get out of reading the book? Because uh, obviously get out of what we've been talking about, but you know, if somebody picks up the book, starts reading it, what do you hope they get out of it? I hope it sparks some ideas and I hope it um, compels uh, parents, dads uh, to think about how they can uh, creatively introduce some new ways in which to spend time um, with their kids. Uh, these days, my most treasured moments are when I get an email um, or a phone call from a dad who's uh, read the book or heard me speak and has shared with me. And I've got a number of them that I treasure near and dear. I say, oh, you know, we started planning the big uh, pizza uh, relationship that we're going to do. We're going to go through three different states and we've picked out a dozen different pizza places and we're going to um, make notes and grade them because there's all different kind of road games that Spence and I created that I share in the book as well. And mm -hmm. this guy shared with me the different games that they're going to come up with. And, you know, when I hear that, Brian, I mean, we live in a time when spreading any kind of warmth and goodwill and especially with our kids, um, how can that be anything but a big plus? So, um, yeah, that's kind of as altruistic as it may sound. It's legit when I hear about that. And if a parent indeed hears this podcast, hopefully more than one and thinks, you know what, there's something there, a germ of an idea. They may not go plan a full blown series of relationships, but if they just think about how to get involved in this process in a way that works for them uh, with their kids, I think there's going to be a number of dads who will feel it was worth their time to listen. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Well, um, Good job, dad. I mean, that was, uh, that, that's a, uh, quite a, quite a, uh, quite a, a grand way of really building that bond with Spence. So, um, I, I applaud you for doing that and recognizing that at, at, at uh, a young age for him, uh, to recognize that, Hey, I, it's my job as a dad to really help mold and develop him. But it's also my job as a dad to build a bond and a relationship with him. And the fact that you came up with the relationships to do that uh, is remarkable. So I applaud you. Um, Thank uh, you. If, if my listeners wanted to look you up, learn a little bit more about you, best place for them to do all that, uh, how do they go about it? That would be our website. It's myrelationships.com, M-Y relationships, R-E-L-A-T-I-O-N-T. Our IPS, myrelationtrips.com. There's clips 
from our media appearances, there's photos, there's uh, an opportunity to get Siegel's 10 tips for road trippers, which uh, is a cool little piece that we email out. Um, so yeah, and I, I would even just love to hear from dads who are uh, undertaking similar experiences with their kids and how it's worked for them. We're always building out new ideas to share with, as we are today, uh, other dads. Yeah, well, that's cool. Um, awesome. Uh, well, Jeff, listen, I'm glad that you and I've gotten a chance to meet, uh, gotten a chance to know each other a little bit. I'm looking forward to um, continuing this friendship. Um, but I really wanted to thank you for being on the show, sharing a little bit about your journey, about your story, about obviously about your book. Um, so thank you very much for being on, my friend. And thanks so much for having me, Brian. It's been great getting to know you. I hope it's just the start. And I really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you today. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you guys very much for joining me and Jeff uh, on another episode of Dad Up. Make sure you guys are checking out his website, uh, looking at the things that he and his son did as a father-son relationship to really build into this relationship uh, movement. Um, and make sure you guys are continuing to watch my episodes, subscribe to my show, um, and um, all that stuff. But I do want to say one thing. I, Jeff was kind enough to send me an extra copy of Relationships. Uh, and what I want to do is something a little bit different. I've never really done this before, but I want to ask if anybody wants a copy of his book, obviously you can go to his website and get a copy. But for this free copy here, if you go and you leave a rating and a review on my um, on the show, uh, on you can do it on Apple Podcasts is fine, or even on YouTube is fine as well. But if you leave a rating and review and send me a DM through Instagram at Data Podcast. I'll send you this copy uh, for free. Uh, I won't charge you shipping and handling. I'll take care of all that myself. I will send you this copy for free and you can check out and see what Jeff and his son did. All right, so make sure you guys do that if you want a copy. And if you do, if you don't have an opportunity to get this free copy, you can obviously go check out Jeff's, Jeff's website and get a copy for yourself. So thank you guys very much for joining me on another episode of Dad Up. I look forward to seeing you guys on the next one. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. Make sure you guys subscribe to my podcast and YouTube channel. And please do me a favor, leave a rating and a review. Would love to hear from you and see what you think of the show. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes each week. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Data Podcast. <laughs>